So there's a concept of a working fast where you say, I need the metabolic benefits, but I didn't want to lay on a couch for four days. People rest all the time and they're on a water only fast. So doing a water only fast Monday morning on a work day is going to lead to a condition that I was quite guilty of when I was heavy if I didn't eat all the time. And it's called being hypoglybitchy. <laughs> it's a thing, right? I was such a jerk when I was hungry. I was like, one of the reasons I went and I fasted in a cave for four days. I, and I read about this in the book, kind of the story, because I knew that I was a total jerk when I was hungry. I'm always fascinated by people who self-experiment on themselves and share that knowledge with others to help them attain greater health and more joy. Dave Asprey is the founder of Bulletproof Coffee, the creator of the Bulletproof Diet, a best-selling author, and the self-proclaimed founder of biohacking. Over the last two decades, Dave Asprey has personally spent nearly $2 million to study with the top scientists and doctors, and also to explore the most innovative methods, techniques, and products for enhancing mental and physical performance and take control of his own biology. His goal is to help people be better partners, parents, providers, and overall human beings in every aspect of life. Basically, to be bulletproof. He's the author of the new book, Fast This Way, which explores fasting, something I've covered on this podcast over a few episodes and something I talked to him about today. So on the show today, we talk about fasting, specifically how it's different for men versus women, ways to make fasting easier. He mostly talks about intermittent fasting. So when we're referring to fasting on this show, it's intermittent fasting. We also talk about his bulletproof diet, the foods he prefers, and then at the very end of this podcast, I share the vitamin he most recommends to take, as well as what he thinks about humor, which is a question I ask every single guest who comes on Vitamin Joy. Not everyone agrees with all of Dave's recommendations, but I personally think he's a great personal story on why he came to do the work he does and why he finds so much meaning doing it. This episode is dense. It's full of information. And while I don't do everything Dave recommends, I find him to be incredibly fascinating. Disclosure, this podcast is for information purposes only. The material presented is the opinion of guests, not sponsors of this show. So if you want to try anything a guest recommends, or even that I recommend, I'm a podcaster, not a doctor. So please consult your physician before trying anything. That being said, I hope you enjoy this wild episode. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Vitamin Joy. Dave Asprey, welcome to Vitamin Joy. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, it's going to be fun. Let's talk about vitamins and supplements and fasting and all the stuff you can do to be healthier. You're kind of like the perfect guest for this show. Um, so I know you just wrote a book on fasting, and I figured we should just go there. I've studied fasting a bit, and you know I've done a six-day water-only fast, five-day only water fast with Dr. Goldhammer, who's been on the show and who you've interviewed, and I loved your interview with him. It was awesome. Can we talk about how fasting is different for women than men? And I know you're not a woman, but you've studied this. How do you know I'm not a woman? I mean, I, yeah, I feel judged. I, I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this could go a lot of directions right now. Um, I'm glad that we're leaning into humor. I'm married to a woman. Does that help? I, yes, it does. It, do, it does help. I, I'm actually married to a medical doctor who trained at the Karolinska Institute and Amazing. works with me on all the biohacking stuff. And she's uh, kind of at the end 
parts of perimenopause. So we've talked a lot about this. And my first book was on fertility. So I, I have studied women's hormones because she was infertile when I met her. And the diet for fertility was the precursor to the Bulletproof diet. Um, and the Bulletproof diet has helped people lose a million pounds over the last 10 years using intermittent fasting as one of the five big parts of it. So like lots of experience with fasting, lots of experience with women's hormones. And man, I love it that you're asking about this because there's a lot of controversy right now and there shouldn't be. Everyone knows women are not little men. Like there are (laughs) fundamental differences. So why there's controversy, I don't know. But what I would tell you is that fasting is different for every person. And if someone stands up and says, you have to do a 16-8 fast five and a half days a week or whatever they say, they're wrong. Because if you got garbage sleep the night before, if you have a lot of physiological stress, um, if you're just having a horrible day, fasting may actually be more stress than your body wants that day. And maybe a shorter fast. I, mean, I only went 12 or 14 hours and I just decided to break my fast early because I was having a crap day but I ate the right food to bring me back into balance versus saying, well, I have to fast even if I feel like garbage. And they're very different approaches. And what I find, and this is based on a lot of information just from women who've done the Bulletproof diet for five plus years. What I do know to be absolutely true is that women and men can over keto and they can over fast. And Keto, if you go back to 2011 when I first started writing about keto on the blog, there's a little bump on Google Trends and and keto has become its own force now. The problem is that unending keto and excessive fasting will make women hit the wall first. I call it the fasting trap. I felt great the first week, so I fasted even more. And I felt great the second week, so I fasted even more. And then after, usually it's about four weeks, sometimes five or six for women, they will saying, man, my sleep quality went down. I wake up feeling hungover. And if they're tracking their sleep on an aura ring or something, they say, that's strange. I have wake ups in the middle of the night that I don't recall, but I don't feel good. My REM sleep has dropped. My deep sleep has dropped, even if I'm still asleep for eight hours. And then they say, hmm, I'm having a rougher time with my monthly cycle than I normally do. And then you wait another month and, oh, my hair is getting a little bit thin. This is weird. And this is predictable. Now for guys, it takes usually about two months to hit that depending on how physiologically strong you are to start with, how metabolically fit you are. But for guys, first step is, hmm, I don't feel like I slept very well. The second step is, I don't have a kickstand in the morning. And the third step is my hair is thinning. <laughs> right? So similar effects, Kickstand, different boner. timelines. And Got this it. is why, and I write about this in Fast This Way in the new book, but there's a chapter on just the studies for women uh, that says, there's some pretty clear evidence that too much fasting or for too long of a period, too frequently, depending on your biological state, is different. And so the answer is very nuanced. There's a study from Australia. Dr. Murad's been on my show. And she studied women and she had them do a 16 8 uh, or sometimes even a 12 12 fast Monday, Wednesday, Friday with benefits. Well, let's just say what that is. Just really quickly. So for people who don't know what 16 8 is, it means you are fasting for 16 hours and then eating for Yeah, eight, thank you for right? clarifying okay. that. No, it's okay. Some people here have never fasted. And when I talk about fasting, I'm talking about the only one I've done. Well, I've done intermittent fasting, but water only fast where I've done nothing but water, which I don't think people do really that often for four weeks unless they're supervised. Um, so the kind of fasting you're talking about is more like in a window, right? Um. It's in a window, and what that means is for some amount of time you don't eat, it sounds really intimidating, 16 hours, but it's really not. Here's how to do it. No. Um, By the way, 
if you go to fastthisway.com, there's a two week fasting challenge that is free. More than 40,000 people have learned how to fast with me. And like, it's a gift. <laughs> Even if you don't buy the book, just learn how to do it. There's a big community of people who help you fast. And what you'll find is that if you have dinner a little bit early, say finish dinner at six, you go to bed at 10, you've got four hours of fasting after dinner, and then you sleep for eight hours. You already fasted for 12 hours. And if you woke up at 6 a.m., you can wait till 10 a.m. Just have a late breakfast. You just did a 16-hour fast. And if you make it all the way to lunch, you did an 18-hour fast, but your your mind and your body really think, I just skipped breakfast. So it's that after dinner time plus the sleep time, they get to count. So it's not that crazy thing. And I mean, there's dozens of people in the fasting challenge saying, I just fasted for 24 hours for the first time in my entire life, and I wasn't hungry because I used the hacks that are in the book. So it's not meant to be suffering. And what you do with the water fast, it's pretty intense, right? Yeah, so I will. Um, I want to go back into the studies, but just really quickly, I've fasted on water only twice, and there was a reason why I did it. Um, I had this thing I developed called vitiligo, which is an autoimmune condition that eats the pigment of your skin. And you can kind of see, I got these little white, I'm tan, but I'm also white, yeah. so like you can't really see, but have these little white spots, and it was getting really bad, and... I'm like, I, I should be tanner. Like my whole face kind of has a little bit of this white hue now. And so I was like, you know what? I've tried all this other stuff. I'm just going to go to Dr. Goldhammer's clinic. And I'm going to fast supervised for six days only. And literally like day three, my skin repigmented. Second time I did it, I was really stressed. I was trying to sell a business. And I fasted for a little bit longer. And I like didn't notice any difference. But I was stressed. I was so stressed out and I've noticed I've done every kind of diet I feel like known to man and really gotten pretty clear on my nutrition is that the times I'm not stressed, fasting is more impactful and I'm just, I don't fat, I don't fast when stressed anymore. Like it just doesn't work for my body. I noticed that hair thinning that you talk about and all those things. So I would like you to talk about those studies that they show for women too. I can talk about that. Have there been a lot of studies on, on women in fasting or not really? Well, about a third of the studies account for differences in men and women. And in the chapter in Fast This Way, that's specifically for women, I go into the research that where we know the difference. And um, there are good studies showing you don't have to intermittent fast every day to get results. And probably the best and most current ones are Dr. Murad out of Australia, who's studying specifically women at different age groups. Mm. And she's really showing hmm, ketones go up over the course of the week on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, relatively gentle regimen. My concern here is like, okay, look, Shelby, you're in great shape. You're a surfer. You live by the beach. You're relatively young, right? So you can handle a lot. But you take a woman who's 48, has 30 pounds of extra fat and is entering perimenopause. And you try to do with her what I might do as a 48-year-old, 10-point-something percent body fat, you know, healthy guy who didn't used to be healthy. Um, it's not going to work. She might be able to do it, but it's going to create so much suffering that in the meantime, she might have a couple of kids running around. She's got a job. She's got stuff to do. And so there's a concept of a working fast where you say, Look, I need the metabolic benefits, but I didn't want to lay on a couch for four days. So doing a water-only fast Monday morning on a work day is going to lead to a condition that I was quite guilty of when I was heavy if I didn't eat all the time, and it's called being hypoglybitchy. <laughs> it's a thing, right? I was such a jerk when I was hungry. I was like, one of the reasons I went and I fasted in a cave for four days, I, and I write about this in the book, kind of the story 
of having a shaman drop me off in a cave for four days because I knew that I was a total jerk when I was hungry. And I also knew that I was at some level afraid of being alone. And so I would probably want to eat more if I was afraid of being alone. So I was like, I'll push all my buttons at the same time. But at least if I get really cranky, it's not going to matter. <laughs> so Because you're alone. So we have to respect that people aren't as metabolically fit as you and me. In fact, 88% of people in the U.S. are not metabolically fit. They're eating the wrong oils. They're eating a lot of seed oils, which drives metabolic unfitness. And if you have extra weight like that, it's going to be very challenging to do a water-only or even a black coffee fast in the morning. So that's why I teach people, hey, here's how to fast without pain based on 10 years and people losing more than a million pounds doing it. So there are tried and true techniques. And in the book, I introduced three fasting hacks that turn off hunger and make a fast easy, but still let your metabolism heal. <laughs> if you can do that, eventually you get to the point where um, the last three days, I've just had one meal at, at around 2 p.m., but on the weekend, I'll probably have some gluten-free pancakes with the kids just to be social and shake it up for my body. So doing the same thing every day for women is a bad idea. Doing the same thing every day of the month is probably a bad idea because there are going to be days where you're like, you know what? Today, I really don't feel good. I've got enough inflammation in my body right now. It's okay to do a shorter fast or no fast, and it's okay to stick to whatever fasting regimen you like if you feel good. And it's that, how do I fast and feel good? And the evidence we have for women that is, you know, an N equals one, a small study, is I interviewed uh, Margaret Paul recently on my show. She's 81, and she has this great trauma release uh, work that she's been doing for years. She's been fasting every day for 59 years. She does not look like she's 81. She, her mind is perfectly Wait. sharp. She looks like she's 60. What kind of fasting is she doing? She does. Day? She won't eat after 5.45 p.m. So she follows the recommendations, the same ones I do. Like, like if you can have dinner Smart, at 5, huh? you're better. So a circadian yep. element of it. And she does about a 16-hour fast. Wow. And she's 81. But you wouldn't guess it. <laughs> it's the long-term effects. We're going to take a quick break to hear from sponsors. Stay tuned because the podcast gets even better. This podcast is brought to you by Viore. Viore is a San Diego company I also love who makes the comfiest joggers anywhere. They also make really cute leggings, sports bras, board shorts for men and women, hoodies, tops, and tees. It's pretty much what all of us in Southern California wear on the daily to check the surf, get coffee, run in and work in. And what I love about them is the crew who founded and run the company, they're all about making an investment in happiness which means you can feel good about the things you buy from them and how they're made and how they contribute to a healthier planet. So for our listeners, Viore is offering 20% off your first purchase. You can get some of the most comfortable, versatile clothing on the planet at vioreclothing.com slash Shelby. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash Shelby. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but you'll enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 in free returns. Just go to vioreclothing.com slash Shelby and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. This podcast is also brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is a San Diego founded company I love. I know the people who work there and they become huge around the country. They have a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and all with less than 3 grams of sugar. One of my favorite things they make is something called green juice. It has moringa, spirulina, beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, and more, and it tastes delicious, but the best part 
is it helps curb sugar cravings and it also helps boost energy and immunity and it tastes delicious. You can blend it in the morning like a tea, like a matcha tea with just some almond milk. I also love their gold powder. It's like a yummy turmeric tea. Often my husband steals it and eats it straight out of the can. It's literally that good. They also have really high quality protein powders, all vegan, all organic. They add vitamin joy to my life. You can now go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Shelby and enter the code Shelby for 15% off your entire order. That's Organifi.com slash Shelby. Enter code Shelby, S-H-E-L-B-Y for 15% off your order. So everybody's going to go out and read fast this way and buy the book. Can you share at least one of those hacks with us that you share? Yeah, I'll tell you all three of them. Oh, cool. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And, and, and if you don't want to buy the book, go to fastthisway.com, sign up for the fasting challenge. I'm teaching the book for free and you'll probably buy the book. I'm betting on it because it's worth it. But if you don't, it's fine. I just want you to learn it. So here's the three fasting hacks. Um, the first one is black coffee in the morning while you're fasting. And studies show that the amount of caffeine in two small cups of coffee double ketone production. And those are studies actually from your neighborhood out of UCSD. Dr. Kinane did those studies. Cool. And he's also the guy who about five years after I launched the Bulletproof MCT called Brain Octane, uh, about five years after I did that, he studied it in his lab and figured out, oh, that's right. Brain Octane raises ketones four times more than the most common MCT oil. <laughs> so there's differences in different MCT oils. And the reason ketones matter during fasting is that when you're on a water fast, after about two and a half days or so, uh, depending on your metabolism, your body kicks into fat burning mode. And when that happens, you get this surge of clarity because when your body is burning fat instead of sugar, the neurons in your brain get more energy. You know, we say fat is higher in calories. Yeah. <laughs> when you metabolize fat, you get more energy from it. That's great. So that's part of why spiritual fasting and people go and fast in caves and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And every religious tradition has fasting somewhere in its history because of the clarity that comes on from having more energy in the brain. Now, two and a half days is a long time to wait, especially if you're trying to do a presentation on the first day. So by doubling ketone production with just black coffee, a small bump in ketones changes two hunger hormones. One of them is called ghrelin. This is a hormone that causes hunger. And the other one is called CCK or cholecystokinin if you're a geek. That's the one that makes you full. So that's funny. If you can just get your ketones up to much less than the keto bro, like I only eat bacon, those kind of people, you don't have to go there. You just need a little bump. And caffeine will help. Coffee is shown to be a hunger suppressant all by itself. And what I want you to do is fast without hunger because it's just easier. And, and if you're going to go do a spiritual fast and journal and sit on a couch and do a water fast, and you know, go into your feelings and use the power of that extra energy from fasting. That is great. And part of the book is on spiritual fasting, but the working fast, at least black coffee, it also has a bunch of anti-aging properties. And by the way, yes, I run a coffee company. I'm the founder of Bulletproof, et cetera. But the reason I'm a founder of Bulletproof is because coffee has some serious science. And since I started 10 years ago, there's been probably a hundred studies supporting that coffee's good for you. Well, that's good to know because, you know, I did a podcast on giving up caffeine and um, I'm a little addicted to coffee, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited that you're pro coffee. So, well, if you think about it, if there's something you do every day that makes you feel good and if you don't do it, you don't feel as good, you're addicted, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that's you could say like, that about cocaine or something like well, that. Well, I was thinking about exercise. Well, exercise, yes. <laughs> well, I do want to talk so, to you about that. Sorry. My, my mom's an addiction specialist, so my mind goes straight to like... Yeah. By the way, my wife, really is, quickly, what, my wife is too. Um, that was her, her specialty in Sweden. It was drug, drug and alcohol uh, addiction and emergency medicine. So We should introduce them. The second hack is you can do something that I'm very well known for. It will not change my life if you do or don't do this. It'll change yours though. And it's called Bulletproof Coffee. <laughs> and you take a little bit of butter, grass-fed butter, and you take some of the brain octane, the C8-MCT that I pioneered. I created the whole category. And you blend it or shake it vigorously in coffee. And I did not have the science done on why blending and shaking matters. I've known it does. You can feel the difference. And it drives me nuts. You can't eat a stick of butter and drink some coffee. It doesn't work. The reason for that is it comes out of the University of Washington uh, Dr. Gerald Pollock's work. And Dr. Pollock figured out that when our cells make energy or when our cells make proteins, when they do what they do, you're, when you drink water, you take water in and then your body converts that water by putting it next to your cell membranes, which are made out of little droplets of fat. And then it heats the water with body heat, which is 1200 nanometer infrared light. And over time, the water changes its viscosity. And this isn't like magic fairy water. This is, you can see it on a microscope. It, it's a real thing that happens at the, the edge of water against fat. And he studied butter oil and he studied MCT oil and said that both of them make the largest, it's called an exclusion zone he's seen. So what's happening is when you blend that stuff in your coffee, you are charged, or in tea if you want to use tea, you are charging the water. You're changing the structure of the water so that as soon as you drink it, your body can use that liquid to make ATP, to make cellular energy more quickly. Otherwise, let's see, you just drank, you know, cold water, let's say. Now the body says, hmm, I got to heat this up. I got to find energy to heat this up during your fast. <laughs> so it says, mm, you're, no wonder you're cold. You're trying to convert this water and then I'm going to make energy from it. So if you wanted to have an easier time of the fast and still teach your body to burn fat and be metabolically flexible... You can do this. It can be 100 calories. It can be 50 calories. It can be 200 calories, depending on how much energy you need. But it doesn't break a fast. And this makes some of the like some of the water only faster. People get, well, anything other than water is breaking a fast. Like Fasting means to go without. You can fast from junk food. It's called eating healthy. Fast from carbs. It's called keto. And the probably the godfather of fasting, who's still alive, Walter Longo, has the fasting mimicking diet. He's like, you can eat stuff and still get the same effects as a fast. So my deal is what can we put into our bodies that make it work better during a fast than just water for a working fast? If you're doing a long-term water healing fast, it's a different universe or a spiritual fast. So those things work. They radically suppress hunger because that MCT oil raises ketone levels up to the level, at least for most people it will. It'll raise ketones up to the level that trigger the satiety hormones. And when that happens, you just don't care about food. Someone can put donuts in front of you at 10 a.m., and if you had a normal breakfast with cereal and all that crap, you're going to be just called to the donuts. And maybe you'll win that day, but maybe the donut will win. But <laughs> that's how it works. I, I love I love your sense of humor when we talk about such a complicated, such complicated subjects. So really quickly, I I don't love eating butter, but I love coconut cream or coconut milk. Well, that can I substitute that for it, butter? Just got to be butter, grass fed butter. It'll help. Um, and it will make an exclusion zone if you blend it really well. I have found over time, though, that butter really does work better. What you'll find is the fatty acid composition of grass-fed butter. I'm talking a teaspoon of butter. Like, it's not a lot. And you can use ghee if you're uh, allergic to even trace amounts of proteins that are in milk or that would still be found in butter. 
And weirdly, heavy cream doesn't work because it has uh, protein membranes that interfere with the ability for it to change the water. And I wish it worked because I like whipped cream in my coffee, but it, you don't get yeah, it's it breaks a fast. It raises insulin. It doesn't. It doesn't do the same thing. So that's the second hack: is you know bulletproof coffee. The third hack is prebiotic fiber, and this is actually a carb. People say you can't have a carb during a fast, but it's a carbohydrate your body can't digest. So your gut bacteria get it, and like yay, and it feeds the good guys. So during the fast, you're actually helping your good gut bacteria grow instead of stressing them, which means you get less of the brain fog that comes with fasting. But when they eat these prebiotic fibers, they make a short chain fatty acid that's pro ketogenic and anti inflammatory. So what this means is that if you woke up tomorrow morning and you made yourself a bulletproof coffee, put a little butter, a little MCT and a scoop of prebiotic fiber in it, you blend it up and you drink that, you will not care about food. Even when lunchtime comes, you go, I guess I could eat lunch, but I'm really not hungry. It is so fantastically hunger suppressing. And there are many studies for each of those ingredients, coffee, butter, MCT, and prebiotic fiber that show health, longevity, cell membrane compositions. So what you're doing here is you're carefully tuning a breakfast that has no protein in it, so it won't break that part of fasting. It doesn't raise insulin, so it won't break that part of fasting. But you had a really powerful morning. And over time, the vast majority of people who've used this technique, and keep in mind, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people over the last 10 years have used intermittent fasting with Bulletproof Coffee. Like it is a proven thing. Uh, and the results are that you felt great. You had tons of energy. You didn't think about food. And it wasn't a distraction. It's easier and cheaper than what you do now in the morning. And that is liberating, especially if you're someone who was like I was when I was 300 pounds, where you think about food all the time and your energy is always low. And every day, like the accelerator is pushed all the way to the floor, but you're slowing down and you can push harder, but there's nowhere for the pedal to go. Uh, that was kind of how I lived my life in my 20s. And I, Will you tell I, us your yeah. story a little bit? Because sure. you have a really fascinating story and yeah. um, kind of what led you to here, to studying health and you could have done a lot of things. You could have just been a, like a tech guy in Silicon Valley forever. And you decided, no, yeah. I'm going to do this. Well, I, I became obese as a teenager. And I was diagnosed with arthritis when I was 14. Uh, by the time I was in my mid to late 20s, I had lab tests showing prediabetes, which is another name for diabetes, <laughs> if you ask me. And I had high risk of stroke and heart attack. I had very serious brain fog uh, to the point that I'm like, I don't know if I would hire myself, but my career took off anyway through just force of will. So when I was uh, in my early 20s, I'm the first guy to sell anything over the internet. Um, back before there was a web browser when very, very few people were online, you know, way pre-Facebook, pre-Yahoo, all that kind of stuff. I, um, I sold a t-shirt out of my dorm room that said caffeine, my drug of choice. And I, my, my <laughs> fat proof picture is me wearing a double extra large t-shirt in Entrepreneur Magazine as a kid. And I tried the, hmm, being famous didn't make me happy. It wasn't that famous, but hey, when you're 22 and your pictures in a national magazine, you feel pretty good about yourself. A few years later, I made $6 million um, when I was 26 years old at the company that held Google's first servers when Google was two guys in a server. So I was a co-founder of a part of that company. And I lost it when I was 28. But along the way, I was, every disease of aging you could think of was pretty much going on. And I tried exercising. I said, I got to stop this. I had three knee surgeries. So I worked out an hour and a half a day, six days a week. And I did it for 18 months straight. It didn't matter if I was sick, if it was final exams. It didn't matter. I pushed. And at the end of that time, 
you'd think I was ripped. No, I could max out all the machines at the gym. And I still had a 46 inch waist and still weighed 300 pounds. And I looked at my friends were at Carl's Jr. And they're eating double Western bacon cheeseburgers and fries. And I'm eating the chicken salad with no chicken and no dressing. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. I exercise more than all my friends. I eat less than all my friends. I'm bigger than all my friends. Like I'm taller and more muscular and fatter. What I'm doing doesn't work. And the whole message in my head was it's a personal failing. It's a moral failing. I didn't try hard enough, but I just had bad advice. And I thought about it one day and I said, wait a minute, I'm trained as a computer hacker. I actually teach classes on computer hacking at the University of California. Like I know what I'm doing. And when you don't know what's inside a system, you can still change the inputs and measure the outputs. And that's how we manipulate systems that we don't know about. Like that's actually the human body because my doctor clearly doesn't know what's going on in the human body because he told me, maybe you should try to lose weight. I'm like, no, really? (laughs) How would you do that? And he had no advice for me. So I started doing the stuff that you wouldn't expect. I did try being a raw vegan for a while. Um, I did try various forms of keto And what I found is I could lose 50 pounds on a dirty keto diet, which is all the rage today. And this is when you don't care about what kind of protein and what kind of fat you eat or whether you're eating artificial sweeteners, as long as it's not a carb or not too much protein, you can eat it. You'll lose half the weight on that diet and then you'll plateau, you'll get tired. And the other half, for me, it took almost 10 years to get it off. And that was why I ended up writing the Bulletproof Diet. It was because... um, it's more complex than just don't eat carbs. And it's much more complex than just don't just have less calories. In fact, telling heavy people to have less calories is mean because they're already tired and they're not able to use the calories they have. So you can manipulate the amount of energy in your diet, but manipulating what kind of food you eat, regardless of the energy works better. So I went through all that and I started the Bulletproof blog in about early 2011. And I introduced the concept of biohacking to the world. And I wrote about Bulletproof Coffee, and I thought maybe five people would read my blog. But this is a blog about how to feel good all the time, how to have more energy than you're supposed to have. And more than five people are interested. So I said, hmm, maybe I can make coffee that doesn't make me jittery and cranky because half the coffee I drink makes me feel bad. So that was one of my first products. And I introduced collagen to the market. I introduced MCT oil to the market. I introduced clean coffee to the market. And those are all massive $100 million plus or billion-dollar categories today. But I did that because I couldn't buy it. So my whole career at Bulletproof has been making stuff I can't buy. The top-selling collagen protein bar, uh, I created that, uh, which is the Bulletproof collagen bars. And all of these are designed to have the right types of fat, including saturated fat, which is what our cells are made out of. And what I'd been told as a kid, you know, eat more margarine, eat more vegetable oil. That is what causes diabetes. I was told eat six or eight times a day or your body will go into starvation mode. And you'll know that's wrong. And so the common wisdom just didn't work. And anyone who's listening to this and is tired and overweight, (laughs) well, what you're doing isn't working. And it isn't that you're not trying hard enough. It's that no matter how hard you try, it won't work. Case in point, diet soda. We finally have studies showing that diet soda makes you fat. It's the perfect business model. You get people to buy it and it makes them fat. So they'll buy more and it's evil, but it's how things evolve when at the end of the day, it's how much money do you make? You know, New York Times is a selling author four times. I've grown a hundred million dollar company. I have a top 100 podcast that's been there for more than five years. I'm a dad, you know, two kids, a husband, father, and I have four other companies. I can do all that and not be stressed. We're not thinking about food all the time because my biology actually works. 
but I never thought I'd do this. I started a blog because I knew if I could make five people not go through what I went through, that I would be doing a really good act of service for them. It was not meant to be a business. It was just like, hey, I, I make a quarter million dollars a year. I'm a VP at a publicly traded company. And my job is to fly around the world and give keynotes about boring topics. Um, and I gave that up to talk about coffee and butter and actually living way longer than you're supposed to. Because this is more fun, but this also means something. The other stuff is yeah. not meaningful to me. Well, Dave, good on you. Uh, thank you for your work in the world. You know, I know I know you have like, you get some controversy too. And, and I... I think anything that is pushing the envelope is going to get that. I'm just really curious, you know, just if you could dumb it down. What do you, when you go to the grocery store, like a really good health food market or farmer's market, what sort of things do you buy and cook for yourself? I live on... When you do eat. I live on an organic regenerative agriculture farm. So nice. that's pretty amazing. It's been a huge amount of work to do that, but... I wanted to be an example of what I'm talking about. So when you go to the farmer's market, the first thing you do is you look at all the people selling meat because that's going to sell out first, by the way. If you go there early, you'll get all the good cuts. But if you can support a small rancher, a small farmer nearby that has grass-fed lamb or beef or maybe pastured pork that's not fed any grains and soy and corn and things like that, and it needs to be grass-finished, and um, that's going to make you feel the best. That stuff is gold. And you can buy the ground stuff. It's fine. It doesn't have to be the expensive ribeyes. And from there, you can, if you're not allergic to them, you can get organic, ideally free-range eggs. But even if you have to get industrial eggs, they're still relatively clean. Um, I would buy grass-fed butter. It's down to about $3 a pound. On a per-calorie basis, it's cheaper than fast food. And it's very satiating. Um, look at coconut oil. And then if you're on a budget, look for frozen veggies. And if you can get the fresh veggies, you can do that too. The frozen ones work fine. Canned ones are not that good of a choice. And then for carbohydrates, uh, sweet potatoes and white rice are usually your best choices. I eat both those. That's so exciting. I eat white rice over brown rice. I, I don't really know why. I think I just do. So you got sweet potatoes, some vegetables. Um, is there vegetables and maybe even fruit that you like and real quick i lived in costa rica yeah. for a long period of my life um after i quit my job at vans in 09 i went and taught surfing down there and consulted with brands and i sort of really enjoyed how like costa rican grandmas ate they ate like a lot of soup uh white rice you know they did have beans but they cook them in a really interesting way yep. they would use butter and um all types of meat and it just yeah, like whenever I'm worried about what to eat, I'm like, what does this like 90-year-old Costa Rica abuelita eat? And would she eat this? They know. The, the Our elders have some knowledge that's been passed down from generations. And it turns out, especially if you're natively from Costa Rica, over the course of thousands of years, you can evolve. Some people handle beans and legumes better than others, but for many people, you just may not process those as well as you think you do. Uh, so this, this widespread, everyone should eat legumes and beans. No, they, they actually don't work for many people. But if they work for you, it's okay. And the way that you would cook in Central America, you soak the beans for at least 24 hours or you use a pressure cooker. But most people don't do that here anymore. And they're just not good for you. The, the toxic side of them is greater than the nutrient side. In fact, something that'd be useful for people listening, if you go to daveasprey.com slash roadmap, you can download a thing you print out and put on your fridge. And it's kind of the synopsis of what to eat after a fast or before a fast. And I rank vegetables by how they're going to make you feel. 
it turns out for a great number of people, certain types of vegetables are not going to make you feel good. They're going to make you hungry. One of the biggest offenders is bell peppers and the other members of the nightshade family. They're called deadly nightshades because these plants develop compounds to stop animals from eating them. So what vegetables do you like? I like cauliflower, broccoli, celery, fennel, carrots, although they have some carbs in them. If you're trying to be keto, carrots don't work the rest of the time. They're completely fine. Uh, and really, the dark lettuces are incredibly nutritious, arugula even. Uh, and when you do those, you have a very different, very different response. Radishes are really good for you. Uh, but when you start going into the the bell pepper family, and you, even tomatoes for a lot of people are triggered, they don't know about, uh, and you start going into chard and kale and things like that, and raw spinach, it really affects your kidneys. It really affects your body. If you're going to eat that stuff, at least boil it the way they would have traditionally. You want to throw baking soda in when you boil it to get all the acid to crystallize out. And if you dump the water instead of eating it, you can cut the toxin level by about half. But a raw kale smoothie is simply the dumbest thing you could do for your health. It's good to know. It's kind of what I was doing in New Zealand when I was living there. I was eating like crazy wild spinach and kale. And yeah, it was crushing me probably. But I'm still going to say this for information purposes only. Consult your doctor. I don't want to get sued for this podcast. Um, but, you know, I'm, I I think we all need to experiment. So so if you're going to have a green juice, what are you going to put in it? Um, there's a company called uh, Farmer's Juice, and I actually worked with them on a ketogenic juice that's kale-free. Interesting. Right? And it turns out cucumbers work really, really well. So cucumber, ginger, lemon, uh, things like that work well. Celery is fantastic yeah, for you. Yeah, I love celery. Yeah. Let, let's talk about humor because you're able to kind of laugh at science and your own health. And I think I heard you on a podcast talk about the New York times quoted you as being like almost strong, which I don't know. if it's no, Almost muscular. That was my favorite quote ever. Kind of an a-hole thing to say in New York times, but funny. Um, where, where does humor fit into your health journey? Humor and curiosity are things that make you healthy. So the New York Times thing, it turns out the people who are like walls of muscle, they die early because they have too much of a signaling compound called mTOR. So the healthiest thing you could ever be is almost muscular, where, you know, I am actually a very strong, relatively muscular guy, but I'm not, you know, a balloon animal of a bodybuilder. I'm not a bodybuilder at all, but I mean, I'm not weak. You're jacked. You're good. So I wouldn't want to be bigger than this because it actually wouldn't be good for me. So that made me laugh. So, but how does humor make you healthier? Like, have you studied laughter at all? Because I really believe that laughter oh, yeah. is like, I feel like there's an element of shaking and laughter that maybe like triggers our vagus nerve or something. And it's really good for there's us. There's actually laughing yoga. Yeah, I've that? done it. Um, In Laguna yeah. Beach, there was a one of the early pioneers of laughter yoga. I would like walk by. There was this guy just cracking up and I was like, what is this? And it was a bunch of old people. I was by far the youngest person who joined it. But you can't help but laugh when other people are laughing. Oh, yeah. Mirror neurons make you do that. Even if it's fake. Uh, and it's it starts out as fake, but it becomes real. And laughing, maybe there's some sort of a Qigong kind of shaking that happens from it. But I think it's more of a neuroscience side of things. And one of my companies does brain scans for people and all. And what we end up with is this very odd uh, thing where your body defaults to a fight or flight state. And in, in fastest way, I talk about these four F words. So these four F words that drive everything humans do, they come from the way single celled organisms stay alive. Every life form on earth follows the same rules. Number one, run away from, kill, or hide from scary things. 
for humans, okay, you know, we have a very developed fight or flight response. So fight, flight, or freeze. That's the first F word is fear. And this gets 10 times more energy and focus than anything else, even if it's not really scary. If it's not an actual threat, if your body perceives it as a threat, it'll do that. The second one is food. And every species alive has had many of it die from famine over the course of billion or two billion years. So we're wired to put five times more focus on food than it deserves in the world that we live in. And then the third F word, all life has to do to stay around forever. Any guesses? Um, the third F word? Yeah, we have to uh, hump. <laughs> oh, man, I was thinking of fertility, but um, obviously you were thinking of a different F word. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that, Shelby. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, but it is fun. I was like funning. <laughs> it is reproduction, right? And so we put three times more energy into that uh, than it really deserves because there's parts of your body that are like the species will end if you don't go out on that date. So everything we've ever done we're ashamed of comes from ancient bacteria being afraid, being hungry, and worrying about not having love. And the fourth F word that runs all life is friend. And we do it in this order. And everything alive just cooperates. That's why we take care of our elders and we take care of our kids, why we're good members of the community. But we don't do it if we're afraid and we don't do it if we're hungry. We don't do it if there's no love in our life. But when you can turn on laughter or you can turn on gratitude, they both work. The immediately short circuit fear, you cannot laugh and be afraid at the same time. Even unconscious fear that you're not even aware of, the, the stuff that's floating around that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So laughter turns it off. And when it turns it off, it lowers your stress hormones, which is inherently anti-aging and makes you feel better. And it, when you drop fear and you're not hungry because you learned how to eat, maybe you learned how to fast, uh, what's left is, hmm, I have way more energy to be kind to other people. And that's one of the reasons I do my work. One of the reasons I wrote Fast This Way is I, I want more of the fourth F word and less of the first one. And laughter is a fantastic way to do that. Awesome. Dave, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Really quickly, where are you getting your vitamin joy these days? I know you have kids, you have a wife. Maybe I can take you surfing if you ever come to San Diego. I love surfing. It's It's been a while given that I live in Canada where I'll, you I'll need a dry suit. <laughs> awesome. Next time I'm in San Diego, uh, we'll go surfing. That'd be fantastic. I would love it. Um, so where are you getting your vitamin joy real quick? Uh, you know, I get a lot of joy. For me, uh, curiosity and discovery uh, mm. and uh, there's something called a flow state that you know well because you're a surfer. Well, I just talked to Stephen Kotler. Oh, cool. He's a longtime friend. I was the first investor in the Flow Genome Project when he was involved nice. with those guys. And one of the, the probably less talked about ways of getting into flow state, but one of the easiest is service to others. So you can go and, you know, stare at the waves and you finally, you connect with, you know, which one's going to break. And, you know, that is a great flow state. You can, you know, mountain bike or ski at high speed, but the odds of, you know, hitting a tree go up. So if instead you're saying, what do I have that I can share that's really meaningful that hasn't been shared before? Uh, to me, that brings me great joy. So it's the joy of discovery, the joy of curiosity. I like being a dad. And, you know, I get to go out and, you know, feed the sheep and, you know, poke at the pigs and give them whatever scraps we have. And so I'm actually a farmer and just living in nature with trees all around me. I'm looking out at Salt Spring Island. Um, I did a lot of work on where I lived and it's inconvenient to be a little bit rural. Uh, but that also brings you great joy. Bald eagles in the backyard, you can't buy that. Wow. So if, if we could give our listeners one vitamin joy recommendation, what's one thing they can do that's easy, like taking a vitamin, but just okay. brings them more joy? Is it just doing something for others? Uh, you know what I would say? This is going to sound crazy, but 
skip breakfast. Just do that. It doesn't even cost you anything. <laughs> and when you do that for a few days, you will have less thoughts about food and more energy than you did before. It's the single greatest return on investment of anything you can do. Awesome, Dave. It was a pleasure to meet you. We'll link to your books and your website and everything else in the show notes. And I, yeah, I appreciate you. Awesome. Thanks, Shelby. Wow. Thank you to Dave Asprey for coming on the show. When we got off the call, I realized I'd forgotten to ask him what vitamin he most recommends besides, obviously, joy and besides Bulletproof Coffee. Dave recommends vitamin D, and he says you should take it with K. I take vitamin D and K every day. I think it works. Once again, neither of us are doctors, so consult your physician before trying anything do your research, and I'll try to do a show upcoming about why vitamin D is so good for you. So for your vitamin joy challenge this week, you can do this if you want. I'm not a doctor. Consult your doctor, but try skipping breakfast and then fuel yourself with something good for you. Ideally, whole food. That's what I would recommend. If you want to do something really wild, try ghee or grass-fed butter and your coffee, and then tell me about it because well, I'll try it. I don't really eat any dairy right now, but I'll try it. And I'll post about it on my Instagram, at Shelby Stanger. I bet it'll probably taste delicious. And also, if you get a chance or just make a chance, do something good for others. Altruism is a vitamin, and if you can take it as much as possible, it's a good one. Dave Asprey, thank you for being curious and for asking questions and experimenting on yourself and then sharing those results with others. That is a brave thing to do. I'd love to take you and your wife and kids surfing whenever you come back to Southern California. Dave's book, Fastest Way, is available pretty much wherever you order books. You can also get Bulletproof Coffee in most better grocery stores. And speaking of better grocery stores, special thanks to all the sponsors, including Lazy Acres, Viore Clothing for hooking me up with what I wear when I go to Lazy Acres Grocery Store. You can go to vioreclothing.com slash Shelby for 20% off your order. You can also go to Organifi.com slash Shelby, enter code Shelby for 15% off your order of any Organifi superfood products. That company is also very cool. And you can find all this info about my sponsors as well as links to some of the things Dave and I talked about in the show notes for this episode and every episode at shelbystanger.com slash vitamin joy. Special thanks to my amazing audio editor, Jennifer McCord, and my audiogram editor, Ariana Starkman. This show is a labor of love. These two help me a lot. Sponsors help pay for production, but it's also funded by my wallet because I want more of you to have more vitamin joy in your lives. So if you like this show or you even like the concept of this show, Send me a note via my website or Instagram. I'm at Shelby Stanger. And if you can, what would really mean a lot is if you could take two minutes to write a review wherever you're listening. To all of you who've written reviews, thank you. And wherever you are, I hope you dose yourself and someone else with a little extra vitamin joy today. <laughs>